All right, good morning. My name is uh, Matt Gaff, and I'm going to be doing the uh, sermon today. Uh, I was told by Joey that I had to have a beard, so I didn't shave. Um, so that way we can still recognize uh, the, the, the pastor up here, or the, the person giving the sermon. Also, uh, I was told by the back I had to end it before 11, so I don't know. We'll see what happens. <laughs> so, um, so I'm going over... Uh, a new life or sheep in sheep's clothing. Um, I'm kind of a huge movie buff, and so I like having working titles and the actual titles. So like Star Wars was Blue Harvest. This is what we've got. I'm a little bit of a geek, sorry. <laughs> so um, but what I, what I wanted to talk about today is about Saul becoming Paul and how he became um, a, new, a new person in Christ. And we were told, you know, that we needed to go and spread the word and, you know, to evangelize to the world. And we want to make sure that we do that. But what does that look like when it goes all right? Um, if you've been in the military, you know, the, f the first time you, you go through any type of instructions, they show you the right way. And then from then on out, it's always, this is when it looks like when it's in trouble. Or this is how it is when it's not going like it's supposed to. So you only get that first time to see what really happens when it's the first time and it actually works. So the, apo the apostles and the disciples at this time, obviously uh, Christ had given them a warning. If you want to go to the next slide. So he told them that they needed to go out and evangelize and to preach among the, the people. But he also gave a lot of warnings, such as Matthew 7:15, "Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inward are ravenous wolves." If there was not a ravenous wolf, uh, anyone like Saul, I don't know who was actively, you know, persecuting the church, going after Christians, um, just apparently loving it. Um, but how does that look like when it goes right and there's there's really no hiccups, you know? So we're going to go over, uh, over Acts chapter 9. But before we can go to Acts chapter 9, we need to actually look at um, 8, 1 through 3, which tells us a little bit about Saul before he becomes Paul. Thank you. So as you can see, Saul proved or putting Stephen to death. And on that day, a great uh, persecution began against the church in Jerusalem. So first of all, Saul was Jewish. So he did believe in God. We need to set that you know, right off into our minds as it is, because later on that kind of comes to fruition. But he, he didn't like what was being taught by the disciples. He wasn't liking what was being uh, spoke of because he didn't see it with his own eyes. He didn't have the, the firsthand knowledge, and he just didn't believe. So we see where he's actually wanting to take people to jail. What they did after that, we can only imagine. Um, so with that in mind, go to next slide. So we're going to get into the meat of it. Um, I'm only going to use slide uh, this one, 9, 1 through 2. Uh, we'll actually talk about the rest of 9, but it's a lot of verses. And we're pretty much all familiar with the, the story of how Saul becomes Paul. There's just a little bit of a twist to it that I want to kind of talk about. But here's where Saul's basically getting ready to go to Damascus. He's gotten permission to go after all of the people that belong to the way or Christ. And um, 
you know, he was, he was on his way there. Now, it's interesting to see that right off the bat, you know, he sees this blinding light, and he asks, you know, who are you, Lord? So it's, he already knew that, first of all, if you hear a booming voice and you see a bright light, um, you're really hoping it's the Lord <laughs> or it's God, because if it's not, it's going to be a bad day for you, you know? So <laughs> it's one of those things where you kind of, you're really hoping, you know, that it's the Lord. And um, like I said before, with him being Jewish, he obviously knew that he was hoping that it was the Lord. He knew of God. He just had not believed that the, uh, that Isaiah had been, um, had actually gone through with Jesus being that. So he says to him, uh, Jesus asked him why he was persecuting him and going after him. And he basically uh, made him blind. You know, Jesus made him blind and sent him on his way to find um, Ananias. Now, if I was Ananias and I had been told from God that I got to go after this guy, Saul, who's trying to kill me, I'd probably be like Jonah and head the other way. You know, uh, that's, that's not something I really wanted to do. Uh, this guy obviously uh, needed help because he was blind now, but he was also actively trying to kill and uh, persecute you. So, you know, from all the disciples and everything else, I got to give credit to this guy because I don't know if I could walk over there and act and just be like, hey, you know, Lord said I need to be here. I'm going to go. That takes a lot of faith and a lot of, of uh, patience and a lot of love, too. So, <clears throat> so he goes over and he actually, you know, does what he was instructed to, and he, and he preaches to uh, Saul. And he actually gets Saul to, to understand. Now, the nice thing that I like that the reason why they blinded him, rather than just make him deaf or make him crippled or, you know, loss of legs or anything like that, was because he couldn't see who was evangelizing to him. So it probably made it a little safer for that, for Ananias to come in and actually pastor, it's, you know, like a little bit of a buffer. So it's, it's kind of amazing how things like that seem to work out. So he uses Saul, and so Saul is, starts to go through, he gains his sight back, and he realizes that, hey, you know, Christ did come, and I truly believe, I repent of my sins, which we read throughout all of Corinthians and all of his letters to all of the other churches of how he how this manifestation actually uh, worked for him and it actually allowed him to, to believe. And he got, he got baptized. He started evangelizing uh, in that town. So much so that he ended up, he started getting persecuted. Amazing how that kind of flips. <laughs> you know, he goes after him and then all of a sudden he believes, now he's getting it. I mean, do we, we know from, you know, we've got in this world now a lot of people that, that go after the church, either on YouTube, on the news, or anything like that. So it's like having that, like Don Lemon coming in and all of a sudden now he believes in Christ the correct way and everything else and not the way that he thinks it is. Um, it, it, it's a huge shift to have somebody like Saul start to believe and start to actually pastor. And so it was a, it was a big deal. 
um, so much so that he had to leave the town, and so he made his way to Jerusalem towards the other disciples, the guys he was trying to kill. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's going to work out really well for him, right? I mean, they're going to accept him with open arms, right? Because that's what Christ told us to do, right? To accept everyone and to love everyone. And so that's what they did, right? They just opened-armed, hugged him, and, and accepted him, sort of. So they were really leery, actually. At first, they didn't even want to see him because, you know, he was trying to kill him. He had a warrant for all of their arrests. So he had to try to... Um, he had to try to make sure that they understood that he did truly believe that he actually had converted from um, Jewish to what would now be Christianity that we have, the Church of Christ. And so what happens is he has a friend, Barnabas, and he actually has to intercede in between and say, hey, look, I've been with him. He's, he's actually doing what he's supposed to. It's, it, he's really not trying to kill us. He didn't try to kill me. So he's a good guy, you know. Um, still a little leery, though, if I was a disciple, because that's a, that's a lot to be uh, accepting, somebody who just tried to kill you or put you to jail. But they had to have patience, and they did. Um, if you want to go to the next slide. Because Christ had said, my father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. So what did Saul have to do? He ended up having to prove that he had converted. He had to bear fruit. Now in today's world, we're so used to um, TV shows, you know, at, at 30 minutes it's done and you've got a, a conclusion that's awesome and that you enjoy it and it's like, oh, yep, I know, or a movie. You know, it's an hour, hour and a half, and you've got a conclusion, and it's great, unless it's Avatar, and then you've got to wait 10 years. But anyway, um, but uh, it takes patience, and it takes time. And luckily, the disciples remembered that, and they gave him time to do that. We can see that through all of Acts, and you can read Acts. It's a great read. You get to see a lot of different things being done, uh, different attributes of the disciples but the nice thing about this is that they gave him time now did they give him like the big uh places to go where it's going to be like you know grandstanding and everything no they kind of sent him off to little areas here and there you know like go to kimmel you know don't go to fort wayne don't go to indianapolis chicago you go to you go to kimmel and do that you know so they they started off slow to see where he was but he produced fruit and they, they ended up doing, doing that. Next slide, please. We're also told once again, too, in Matthew 17, or 7, 16 through 17, that you'll know them by their fruits. So Christ had told them numerous times that it would bear fruit and that we just had to be patient and we had to give them time. They also were afraid that of that wolf in sheep's clothing. Had he converted just to infiltrate and to still kill us? You know, because they were still warned. If you want to go to the next slide. Because Christ also told us that not everyone who says, Lord, Lord, 
will enter the kingdom. Saul was saying, oh, Lord, Lord. He was doing all of the right things. He was preaching. He was evangelizing. So was he really a, a wolf or was he just a, a true sheep? And that's where that dilemma comes. And that's the, the dilemma we still face today because we still have people that will come to the come to the church and, and they'll repent and they'll become baptized and they'll, they'll be involved. But we're also told that we need to see fruit for that because once we accepted the Holy Spirit, we're in a, we're wanting to spread that out and we should be producing fruit, whether it's through volunteering, whether it's through um, just participating in church events or anything like that, you're going to be evangelizing to somebody. So they were still kind of not sure whether or not Paul or Saul was actually going to, to be a wolf. They were still scared, like we are. But we had to have patience, and that's really the key point of love and patience when it comes to the church, whether it's a new person or whether it's somebody who's been here for 15 years, 20 years, um, we all need to be patient, and we all need to be loving. If we go to the next slide, because we're told that we need to love our enemies and do good and to lend, expect nothing in return. So what they had to do was set all of that, that worry and all of that anxiety that, hey, this guy could still want to kill us, to, you know what, we, we still need to love him, and we still need to be patient and see if he actually can produce any type of fruit. So we have the guidance from Christ as to how to handle somebody who, who wants to make that full, sh uh, from, from just being a, a non-believer to a believer, an actual sheep to sheep, not a wolf that's trying to destroy the church or to destroy or to kill or to, to imprison like they were thinking you want to go to the next slide so it's the this is what uh, first John this is what John had to say about love and it's to love one another um, and everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God and so um, we just need to love and we need to be patient and Paul got that Paul understood that he needed to be patient because we see in first Corinthians um, that if you want to go to the next one, that love is patient. Now, he didn't say love is, is um, kind first. He didn't say that it's not jealous. He put patient first. He put patient for a reason first. And then he put love is kind and it is not jealous. Love does not brag and it is not arrogant. Love is patient first because we have to be patient with people. It takes time for your the fruit of your labors to go. You plant a tree, it does not take two days for it to grow into a full fir or to an oak tree or anything like that. It takes time. Even if you plant, you know, corn, it's not a month out and then you can pick. It takes months. It takes, it takes work to make that to produce. And Paul got that. So that's why he didn't end up being a, a sheep actual. And in fact, if you read a lot of his other, you know, books and letters, you see where he understood this quite clearly that he had to, he had to be patient. So we just need to, as a, as a church now, in modern day, 
we can look on, on social media anytime and actually look at people before they come. If you've got any social media uh, like Facebook or LinkedIn or anything like that, you know, a lot of times, you know, you can see stuff. People post things there all the time, and that's great. Um, but when you start coming to church, you know, people tend to look back and say, well, you know, that guy had, you know, problems with, with alcohol, or this guy had problems with that. And we've all had problems. But we have to be patient. If they accept Christ and they get baptized and they're working on it, we all have sin. We all have to have, uh, we all have to, to repent daily. We all sin. That's not the, the problem. It's when we revert back and we don't repent and we just consider that the salvation is fine once, once I'm on my deathbed, that's when I can do it. Or, um, well, I did it once and that's fine. Um, I go to church, but I really don't participate. And that's fine because I, I do my, my check the box type of deal. And Paul talks about that later on about being lukewarm um, within, the, within the church. But with patience, as far as a new person coming into the church, you have to have patience for the people that have been here because we've seen people come and go and come and go. And so in order to get that fruit, we try to instill some sort of, of um, works, like volunteer. So there's plenty of ways that somebody new can come in and help. It's, you know, you could be like a tech. You could do sound. You could do band. You can go into small groups. There's a lot of things that you can do to get plugged in and to grow and to, and to be fruit um, and to bear fruit with the church. As, a, as someone who's been to the church for a long time, it's the same thing. You still need to, need to help out with the church, but be patient with the new people because they still are trying to navigate the Bible themselves. Some people haven't even read the full Bible from cover to cover. And even if you have, once you hit Revelations, that's a, that's a crazy mess. You know, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I read it, and I, I'm, I'm still reading it. <laughs> so, um, but, you know, you read some of those, you read the Bible, there's parts of it that it's, you know, it can get kind of dry. It, I mean, lineage of, of Jesus, that's a great, that's great, but it's really dry, you know. I mean, it's just a bunch of names, you know. So, <laughs> so you, you want to get to the good stuff in the Bible as well, but you need to read the full Bible. But that takes time. You know, they've got studies for, you know, reading the Bible for 365 days, you know, for the one year. And that's good. It's fast. It's not really a study. Um, I like using the, the NASB. It's a study Bible. Um, it breaks down certain sections so you can kind of see stuff. But as a new, as a new uh, believer, there's so much that's being dumped on you that you've got to be patient. You know, you're, the first thing is, oh, you're new. Let's... You want to volunteer here, and you want to volunteer there, and have you read this, and have you done this, and it's just overwhelming. And so we have to be patient as somebody who's been in the church for a while to let them grow and, and, and go. It's when you plant a seed, you don't drown it full of water for, you know, three days just dumping water, dumping water on the seed. It doesn't grow like that. Um, you need to give it time and the proper amount of, of fertilizer and water and, and to allow it to grow. And then as a, as a new person, though, you need to be plugged in. It's not like you could just come and that checks a box. It's not a check box type of deal. It's not a 30-minute you know, Friends episode where everything is, ends nicely or it ends with, you know, you know what's going to happen. 
you need to be plugged in and, and constantly learning and be patient with us and we be patient with you. That's what love is. That's why love is patient is the first one. It's not love is not jealous. It's that Paul wrote that for a very specific reason. The other reason that we need to be patient and we need to understand that is that our, our walk in life with Christ, even though we come as a church, it's still a personal walk. My, my salvation isn't based off of what the church does. When we go up to heaven, I'm not going to be like, oh, you went to Stones Hill. Well, you're good. It's not like that. It's a very personal um, relationship with Christ. And so that's why we need to give them time to understand that. Because with somebody coming new, they don't always understand that Yes, it's a church, and we are a body, and Paul talks about how we are the body. And Jesus even says, you know, if, if one eye wants to, to sin, it's better to cut that eye out than to have it. But he also says that we need to be love and patient, and he tells us how many times can we, can we re when someone repents, how much, how much should we, you know, uh, allow that? And it's quite a bit. As long as they have a repentful heart, you will... Uh, you can still maintain your salvation, but it's still a single-person walk. My salvation is not based off of, of someone else. My son's uh, salvation is not based off of me. It's based off of his own walk. So as a church, we need to be prepared to help each other with our walk individually, but also as a group. It is helpful to have some, some elders and to have some mentors that can, that can pour into you. But once again, that takes patience and that takes love, which is kind of what we're looking for in a new in a new year. It's I mean, it's 2023 and uh, we really need to, to be walking in a new life. This is a perfect time. We all make resolutions. Um, most of us probably won't keep them, but I'll I'll try my best. But we'll see how well that, how well that works. But we all have to be patient and we have to take our time. We have to make sure that we um, pour into each other so that we all can grow. But in the very end, it's still um, very much a single person uh, salvation. We need to make sure that we don't, under, we don't do a lot of the, the finger pointing, which isn't necessarily loving um, nor patient. Uh, we are told to, to correct our brothers, but we don't need to do it on a, on a basis of like on, you know, on Instagram or Facebook or anything. It should be done in private. Once again, being love and being patient with everybody. Um, you know, I'm, I'm being taught a lot on patience with the newborn. Because <laughs> I'm going to tell you, last night was a tough one. So, <laughs> um, you know, you, you, you have a good goal set out. It's like, oh, we're going to. We're going to, you know, raise him, and we're going to, he's going to go to bed, and we're going to go to sleep. You know, it's the same thing with anything else. I'm going to go to bed. When I wake up at 5 in the morning, I'll read my Bible, and then I'll go do this, and I'll go do that. And then life happens. But we have to be patient. We have to make sure we make priorities and stuff like that. Um, so I guess in, 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 in what I want to close, close with, so that way I can be on time for West there. <laughs> I just want to say, 
you know, we just need to be patient with each other. Whether it's new or it's old, there's many ways that we can be plugged into the church so that we can all grow. Whether it's through AIG in the mornings and, and getting that extra Bible study so that we, we get that and we can grow with people and we can ask questions. Because not only can the new believer have some really good questions, but so can somebody who's been there for 20 years or 30 years. Um, like I said, AIG, you can... You can easily get on our website where we have the connection card where you can get plugged in with uh, Pastor Deb. She is a great source. She can plug you into small groups. She can plug you into uh, the sound booth if, if that's what you're into, the band, if you're musically talented. I'm not. That's why I'm not on there. Um, you can get plugged into the, the streaming group, which, you know, can need help sometimes. Uh, Mountain Movers, Rock Solid. There's so many different ways that you can get plugged in to grow, um, to bear that fruit that we're told that we should be bearing. Um, you know, you can uh, get with her about baptismal, which should be the next, you know, your next step once you've, you know, you realize that you need salvation, that you need to be redeemed. Um, you know, you can also uh, go on the website we have a spiritual gift so even if you don't know what your gift is we can help you with that we've got you know ways of doing that there's online survey that you can take and it'll tell you like hey you're really good at teaching or you're really good at you know administrative stuff and we can plug you into that and then then you can actually grow and you'll see that when you volunteer or when you help um, and you grow you want to keep doing it and you want to do more and more of it um but we have to be patient, and we'll be patient. Everybody needs to be patient. We all need to be loving and patient with each other so that, that way um, we can come to each other if we have an issue and we can talk about it, and then we can work it out. Because once again, it, it, we're all brothers and sisters in the, in the church and uh, one body, and then we should be working together, not, not separated, not that we are, just overall just kind of talking. So... On that note, I guess what I'll do is I'll do a quick uh, quick prayer so that way we can get out of here and you can enjoy your New Year's Day and, I don't know, probably take decorations down and trees down. I know that's our game plan and <laughs> probably set out some leftovers that we have lots of. So um, if you want to bow your heads with me. Dear Heavenly Father, I just want to come to you and, and praise your name and just want to thank you for another year gone by that we're able to be on this earth and that we're able to, to worship you, um, to give thanks to you, and to grow in you. And we just want to ask that um, if anybody's looking to, to show what type of fruit they have, that they're willing to, to do the steps and to take that, that maybe... Um, scary step into t into evangelism or into the church and stepping outside comfort zones um, we ask as this is a new year that we we set new goals and that we um, that we that we actually follow through with with our goals when it comes to to you and serving you and and studying and that we're patient with each other that we love each other that we, we take patience with, uh, with not only the church, but with the government, with everybody, with other people, that we love each other and we just embrace that and that we uh, have an open heart and an open mind to what their needs are 
and so that uh, we can uh, come together in your name and, and to produce fruit like you want us to within this world. And we just uh, ask all of this in your name. Uh, amen. So, all right. Have a good one. Don't tell Joey we went out early, though, all right? I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs>